Welcome, everyone, to episode 30 of Casting the Net with Father Dave and Rick. Today's episode closes out the series on Advent with the celebration of Christmas. We hope you enjoyed this series. We hope you enjoy all of the Casting the Net episodes. One of the great things in this particular episode was the idea of saying a prayer in front of your home nativity scene before tearing through all your presents on Christmas morning. I think that's a great idea. Probably not necessarily easy to do if you have small children at home, but I think it's something that's memorable and wow, just what what a great idea. So again, hope you enjoy episode 30, Casting the Net. Hi, I'm Father Dave Noss, together with Father of Four, Rick Lingva. Welcome to Casting the Net. We are in search for catching the faith. Where do, want, where do you want to take it? That's an <laughs> awesome outtake. Hey, friends, that was Rick. <laughs> oh, sorry. That was Rick. That was a great outtake. <laughs> that wasn't fair because take, I, take I, two. I control the on-off. Five, I'm Father Dave. Five, four, three. And we are excited to have you with us. This is casting the net. <laughs> Whether you meant to be here or not, you're here, and we're really glad. Ca- captive audience. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The best kind. There, there's uh, two moms. That's right. <laughs> and perhaps some me. others. Yeah. <laughs> here we are, rounding third, heading for home, if you will, mm-hmm. in a sport that we both uh, really appreciate, baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the home, of course, is the, the arrival of the Lord, the nativity of the Lord, the great feast of Christmas. Um, God becoming uh, one like us in all things but sin and doing so to be able to rehabilitate us, to rescue us, to restore us to the fullness of life for which we've been made. Mm. And initial thoughts about Christmas at all or the meaning of Christmas, the impact of Christmas. It's, it, it tells us a lot about the human person, right? It, it, mm. it kind of grounds us in reality. Like, mm. What I mean by that is if, if God did choose to become a human being, which we, we say that he did, that says quite a bit about the dignity of the human person. The importance yeah, of the human the, person. the priority of the human. Like we have a primal position in, in creation. God. Yeah. And God. Yeah. And in God too. Right. Sure. Um, at the same time, you have to look at you know the circumstances in which or the, the context in which God chooses to become a human being. He doesn't become Caesar. He doesn't become you know emperor in China. He doesn't yeah. become... You know, Greek philosopher. Yeah, right. Yeah, some great thinker or a great leader. He become he's he's born to a poor family, in you know a backwater province in the Roman Empire. So it's like a it's like a um, it's a boost. It's like a self esteem boost. Sounds really trivial, but I can't think of a better expression. <laughs> um, it gives us a proper perspective of of who and what we are. You know, we're we're um, creatures with immense, you might say, infinite dignity. But at the same time, a dose of humility as well, mm. um, particularly, uh, you know, as we relate to, you know, poor, marginalized people, mm. people who, who don't have the, the, the advantages that we're born into, mm. you know, mm. um, because that's the context in which Christ, Christ is born, mm. you know. Um, so, you know, in addition to everything we've said about the value of the incarnation and just what a, what a hinge moment it is in human history, how, how it makes Christ the second Adam, um, gives us just fresh eyes to, to look at who and what we are mm. as, as creatures made in the image of God and, and destined for final union with him. Um, but to get there, we, we have to love and we have to love rightly and well. And that means 
loving those people who at least through the eyes of the world aren't lovable. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Who were the first to hear the angels sing? Mm. Right. Right. The ones making their way, the very, very outcasts in the society themselves as the shepherds, uh, vagabonds, mm-hmm. um, strange um, characters. Uh, Traditionally just, not, not trustworthy people. Untru- yeah, right. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. Um, and yet the message is first proclaimed there. It isn't proclaimed in Jerusalem. It isn't proclaimed to the royalty. It isn't proclaimed to the scholars and the learneds and, or, the, or the priests for that matter. They're the ones who re- who rebel, who refuse it. Yes, largely. Yes, largely. Yes, yes, absolutely. And, and the splendor of Christmas, the the glory of God that is on full display and manifestation for us, uh, all done the act of great love for us and for our salvation, that God so chooses to delve uh, into the into the depth of human character by taking it on himself so that it can be redeemed. Mm-hmm. Gosh, when I, when I, when I think of that as act of love, that God, uh, so lowering himself to such a degree so that I might be able to encounter him, recognize him, relate to him, mm-hmm. approach him, right. As yeah. unworthy as I always am, but yeah. that's the movement. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you know, hope has been one of our buzzwords this series, yeah, right. um, but it's, it's, it's a great boost of our hope or a boost to our hope because it shows the, uh, the, the level to which God is engaged with us, you know, the, the commitment that he has to, um, to, to reconcile us to himself. That's right. You know, there's many different ways that we can talk about Christmas. I'm, I'm just reflecting on my own experience, probably more as a child, um, I'm really glad my parents had had a practice of our gathering as a family for prayer and in prayer before anything else was done on Christmas morning. Mm, that's beautiful. And, and that was a non-negotiable yeah. practice. And undoubtedly, it, so, it was influenced by some of their own experiences from, from family. So first thing in the morning? Yeah, first thing in the morning. Really? Uh, no matter how early we may have. Um, awakened <laughs> to check out the presents. <laughs> oh, there was there was absolutely no no um, yeah. no opening of anything uh, that was <laughs> that was understood. Yeah, and yeah. Um, until we we first went to the um, nativity set, which many of us have in our homes, mm-hmm. nearly all of us have in our churches. Mm-hmm. Just reminders that you know the scene itself, the crash scene. I guess it's Francis who's attributed with having mm-hmm. created that originally. Yeah. But the visuals, it's such a Catholic thing to have the senses engaged. Yeah. And just simply there to ponder for a moment, for a moment. And that's a good discipline <laughs> before you give in, right, to the human impulse of yeah. mine. Yeah. It's rather, yeah, the only reason that we're, we're about this day yeah. is because of this, this scene, right? Such a beautiful way to keep first things first. Um, you know, we've spoken in previous episodes about how easy it is to get swept away by right. the, the commercialization of Christmas. Right. And I think even the best of us fall prey to that yes. occasionally. Um, but if you, if you take the incarnation out of it, if you take that crush scene out of it, it, what, what, what a sad kind of silly holiday it would be. Yeah. 
you know, I mean, it certainly falls short of the glory of what it actually is. Yes. You know, as this great feast of one of our, one of the great feasts of our salvation. Sure. Um, you know, it, it points to just how kind of counterfeit the, the culture is. Yes. You know, it, it'll, 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 it'll poach a lot of things from, from the church, from the tradition, but, um, there's shabby, you know, copies of, of what we That's have right. to offer. Counterfeit. Yeah. Yeah. Prophecy that had been uttered for hundreds and hundreds of years. You know, God, kind of an, an eternal ache, if you will, if we even go back all the way to the book of Genesis uh, mm. after after humanity's rebellion to kind of choose to whatever the whatever the tree ultimately represents right. here, humanity right. choosing to to defy God yeah. on on our own authority because we can, right? Mm, because yeah. we can rebel. Yeah. And choosing to live in in alienation from God. And before we cast stones that way, my goodness, that's what all of us do. I do it every sin, day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And whenever we consciously and freely choose a way that isn't God's way. Right. Yeah. We're we're insisting stubbornly and arrogantly that I know better. Yeah. Yeah. I like that um I like that imagery you just laid out of, of God taking the long view, so to speak. Um, great lesson it for us. Mm. I mean, you know, of course, in God, there there is no no time. There's no before or after. But uh, how things play out in human history, I mean, it's slow. You know, yeah, it's, 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 it's 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 <laughs> turtle snail pace here. Right. Um, and that, that's that's good news for us because yeah. as we we've, we've spoken of. You know, in previous episodes, the, the 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 struggle toward holiness, the struggle toward conforming our lives to Christ, is is a slow process too. You yes. know, you, it, it it some days it feels like you take one step forward and two steps back, and yeah. then you know you slip on a banana peel and fall upward fortuitously. Right. You know, I mean, God gives <laughs> Thank you, you Lord. yeah, right. God God takes your <laughs> failures and uh, and somehow you know jujitsu's them into uh <laughs> into a success of some sort and you and you proceed you progress that's it um and the history of salvation that, that that's laid out in scripture is uh you know a great testament to that yes and so there's there's no reason to be discouraged no no reason never. to be discouraged from the very beginning the the act of love uh, it, who is god at play and even after humanity's exiting the garden in Genesis chapter three, the rescue operation commences. That's right. <laughs> right. That's right. The, uh, how, how, the divine invasion, the divine invasion. Yeah. How do we, you know, God longing for humanity to, to be fulfilled for its creative purpose, which is to be in union with him. Yeah. Uh, a union that is not fractured, a union that is not tense, uh, a union that is, um, uh, devoid of any, any obstacles or impairment and different ways. God dispatches um, instruments, if you will, and measures to make that happen. Um, permitting Israel to, to have a King after it's been clamoring mm. for one yeah, sending prophets example. to try to redirect Israel to the one true God. Yeah. Um, other prophecies that are ultimately clarified as one who is to come. Mm. Right and the, the the Messiah who is to come and other references of these of these prophecies that are all fulfilled perfectly in Jesus the Christ, yeah. 
who arrives in Bethlehem. Now, if, if, if the history of salvation, as it's related in the Scripture, teaches us anything, and if, if this feast that we celebrate at Christmas teaches us anything, it's that we're not going to be saved through our own efforts. We're not going to be saved through you know, political programs that we develop and, and you know, <laughs> scheme and, and implement. We're only going to be saved by the mercy of God, you know, God-made man. Yes. A mercy, friends, that's available to us. Um, from a God who desires to lavish it upon us, not not ration it out <laughs> in a stingy fashion, but ration it upon us yeah. or, or lavish it upon us. And it, it's for the reception. And, and we both pray um, that this encounter with Christ at Christmas will be beautiful in that particular way, that mercy will be experienced anew that will elevate us in words and in actions to lead others to similarly receive the mercy that God dispenses through his arrival. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, that you sound like you were wrapping up there. Were you, were you putting a, putting a bow on this? <laughs> I'm not quite or do, sure. Or do, we, do we have time it's, for one more thought? Because please, if, it's, you, uh... if it's a worthwhile thought after the beginning that you had, <laughs> have at it. <laughs> No, no guarantees on that one. But uh, no, I mean, what you were just saying about um, you know God not not rationing or not being miserly. Yeah. Um, you know, we speak about the sacraments this way because the sacraments are really sort of historical, temporal applications of what Christ did two thousand years ago. Like those those events being made new here and now, and that's why I'm bringing up the sacraments now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why we. That's why we. That's why we receive communion as often as we do. That's why we receive penance as often as we do. That's why you know the anointing of the sick. Yes. Great example. I mean, you, you say it all the time. It shouldn't just be like a, a one time thing, right? Yeah, you know, because God's God's grace is 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 for always and and, yes. and everywhere. Yes. Um. You know. I mean. You 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 receive it in the right uh, the right under the right circumstances, but there's no reason to wait for it to be on your deathbed to right. receive anointing of the sick. Right. Because God doesn't ration his mercy. He doesn't ration his grace. He doesn't ration his healing. Right. That's what sacraments bring us because they bring us the events of Christ's salvific works from 2,000 years ago to now mm. and apply mm. you know, those mercies to the human heart and the human mind. Friends, he's Rick. <laughs> I'm Father Dave. And we pray that your Christmas will be a powerful encounter with Christ Jesus, the Lord the Savior, the Messiah, and King, and that he reigns supreme in your mind, in your heart, in your relationships, in your home, and through the communities um, where you come to know him and love him and serve him that we call parishes. God be with you. Friends, he's Rick, and I'm Father Dave, a dad and a priest, together trying to become better fathers by catching Christian faith. Thanks for joining us for our conversation, and we hope that you'll connect with us next week for Casting the Net.